What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 85 of Checkpoint. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent DeSantis. Today, joined by the man who slightly resembles Bill Skarsgård. I hate you for putting this in here. James Walmer. Checkpoint is your number one show rounding up all the hottest gaming news stories of the week and discussing the relevant topics that you need to know about. And today, we're talking about Ubisoft and a Splinter Cell game. We're talking about God of War coming to PC. Lots of more hilarious CD Projekt Red stuff we got going on. They always got stuff going on. We got some Grand Theft Auto stuff. We got some Elden Ring and a lot, lot more. James, how are you doing today, and what have you been playing this week? Then we're out here fighting for our life in sure. College Town, USA. Literally and physically. Literally and, mentally. and physically, mentally. Whole shebang. Whole nine yards. Tell me what's going on. Just a lot of work. All the mm-hmm. time. Start a new internship. Yeah. It's going, it's super chill. Good. Way less work than my last internship, which is great. Yeah. But. There is no but. It just is an internship. And it, it just is, is an internship, and it is more work yeah. on top of everything else. And, like, while I didn't have an internship, I still didn't, like, have enough time to get all my stuff done. Yeah. So I'm still making sacrifices. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's how that's how it is. Uh, last week, I busted my butt on a lot of work stuff, so or, like, homework stuff. So this week was a little bit lighter, which I was, like, very thankful for. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, like, get a stream in with a little bit of Kenna in there which was awesome and then played some new world last night and that was that was fun it was a good time yeah did you play anything um a lot of of, uh animal crossing heck yeah getting ready for that november 5th update Mm -hmm. and i am still way too indecisive about what i want to do with my island at least you have terraforming i'm still upset about it i gotta get there vincent you don't even have kk slider on your island yet i don't i because i couldn't get my island to, to five stars or whatever you need or four stars. I forget the requirement. Tried so hard. I tried for weeks and weeks. And I was like, this is not happening. What was the last upgrade you got to your island? Uh, out of bridges? Staircases or something like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, I feel like if you do that, then you should have terraforming. No, because you need KK. You have to, like, beautify your island to a certain extent before KK gets there. Right, then and after then you get gets... terraforming. Yeah. Mm. So they give you bridges and stairs before... It's like beautiful. That's right. I remember that. I did flowers, picked weeds. All my villagers were happy. The whole shebang. But it wasn't enough. So I need to get back and get in there. Because the update's coming and I gotta be ready. Yeah. Gotta be ready. Mm Mm-hmm. James, hit me up with what we got for the first article today. Ubisoft is reportedly developing a new Splinter Cell game. This little crazy. A report from Video Games Chronicle claims that multiple development sources have revealed that a new Splinter Cell is in an early phase of production, with a small chance of the game being announced in 2022. The project has apparently been greenlit as a part of an effort to appease frustrated Tom Clancy and Splinter Cell fans, of which there are many, who have been less than happy with Ubisoft's treatment of the brand over the last decade. This literally is the, look what you did to my boy. But here's the, here's the problem with this verbiage that I hate so much. This project has been greenlit as an effort to appease frustrated people, right? Just, I want a good game. I don't want it to be like, oh, we're so sorry. Here's a here's a Splinter Cell game that's like, okay. Or like, here's something that's like, not great, but serviceable to make you guys stop asking for it. I want like a good game. You know? mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure it will be, but like, I hate the verbiage they use here. Because that makes me sound like it's not going to be good. Well, it makes me think like, it's either we get this or we just get the way they prior have treated the franchise sure. prior. Yeah. Which is worse. Yeah. Fair enough. But 
I mean, like, the, the biggest fear right now is people don't want a Ubisoft game that is Splinter Cell. Yeah. They want a Splinter Cell game. I think a lot of people are just done with Ubisoft games in general. Yep. We ranted about it, like, literally last week, I think. Or the Did week we? before. Yeah. About their open world systems and all that. How empty they are. Yeah. Not just empty, but just cookie. The same. They're all they the same. They are also the same. Even different types of games. When mm-hmm. we talked about Far Cry, we talked about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched a really good video about, like, open world games this week. Yeah. And talking about that. Anyway. Yeah. It's really good. No further details were provided in the report aside from the suggestion that the new Splinter Cell will be developed outside of Ubisoft's flagship Montreal studio. Ubisoft Montreal developed key Splinter Cell games, including the original, Chaos Theory, and Conviction. The most recent game, Blacklist, was developed at Ubisoft Toronto, which was good. I played a little bit of Blacklist. Was that PS3? Yeah. Yeah. In the years since Blacklist, Splinter Cell's protagonist, Sam Fisher, has appeared in numerous other games, but never the star of his own show. Appearances in Ghost Recon Wildlands, Breakpoint, and Rainbow Six Siege have frustrated fans and made it seem as if a new Splinter Cell was never going to happen. In 2020, a new Splinter Cell game was announced, but it is a VR game for Oculus VR rather than a mainline game in the tradition of the series. That was the biggest debate of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In addition to the debate of him being a part of that mobile game. Oh, yeah. Remember With the that? cool trailer. I guess it was a cool trailer. It was a cool trailer. I like I didn't the trailer. Think it was very cool. Didn't they already kill it though? Like the services. Yeah. Oh the yeah, game? they killed it. That's so sad. Should the rumor prove to be true, the, then fans will be cautiously waiting to see exactly what kind of game this new Splinter Cell is. Diehard Tom and Clancy fans have been vocal about their dislike of Ubisoft's direction for the brand, with classic team-based tactical shooters like Ghost Recon having slowly evolved, or I guess devolved, into an action-focused battle royale. And Rainbow Six Siege's move toward mo- uh, more fantastical gadgets and tactics. Epic. I don't know what really what to say about this besides I'm excited to see what it is and if fans are happy. I am not like a huge Splinter Cell fan because I haven't played a lot of the games, but I'm excited to see like the reaction to whatever they do announce eventually. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, Ubisoft better get this one right or I'm never buying a U- Ubisoft title again. Wow. Somebody quote him on that and hold him to it, okay? I have no reason to buy more Ubisoft titles. They're all the same. Riders Republic comes out soon, dude. Ugh. <laughs> Fair enough. But this is really, this is exciting to me. God of War 2018 is coming to PC. This comes from the PlayStation blog. We are thrilled to announce that God of War 2018 will be coming to PC on January 14th, 2022. All of us at Santa Monica Studio have been humbled by the immense amount of support and passions for fans of the God of War series have shown in the last chapter of Kratos' story since its release. As of August 2021, 19.5 million copies for God of War on PlayStation 4 have been sold, and though we can't wait to share that experience with a whole new group of players on PC. Um, Our primary goal when bringing God of War to PC was to highlight the exceptional content the team has created. Uh, Okay, Upgrades. You'll be able to full enjoy the full potential of our cinematic no-cut camera as it follows Kratos and Atreus across realms with the option of true 4K resolution on supported devices and unlocked frame rates, which this is really cool. Love it. Our PC version includes a wide range of graphical, graphical presets and options so you can fine-tune your visual experience based on your setup. From higher resolution shadows and improved screen space reflections to enhancements to the ambient uh, Ocula- oculation. Oh, occlusion. It's occlusion. I've seen oculation, mm-hmm. but that's not it. Occlusion. That's occlusion. Pipeline with uh, GTAO and and SSDO. <laughs> I don't know what those are. I don't either. Okay, sorry about that. God of War on the PC can create striking visual qualities uh, unique to the platform. I'm sure it can. We're also happy to announce that we have full integration with NVIDIA Deep Learning uh, Super Sampling, DLSS, available on RTX, which would allow you to higher the graphical fidelity 
to get better frames but still make it run at the same performance as if those things were low it's kind of cool but i also hear it only works on some graphics cards and some it's like a little choppy on so i don't know you have mm-hmm. to just try it out um it has worked on a couple games on my 2060 before and i'm i was like thrilled i was like like on ghost runner that's beside the point uh in addition <laughs> to dls DLSS, we will also have NVIDIA Reflex, low latency technology available. Reflex delivers more responsive experience, allowing you to react quicker and hit harder combos. For those of you who would prefer a controller, we will support DualShock 4 and DualSense wireless controllers in addition to a wide range of other gamepads. Can you play God of War with the Xbox controller? I'm I'm sure you can. I'm sure that is the thing. For our keyboard and mouse players, you'll be able to fully customize the bindings to create a control setup that works best for you. We appreciate your continued support for God of War and hope the version of the game will create a one-of-a-kind a one one cinematic experience for returning and new God of War fans alike. Will you play it? No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with how it runs on PS5. I'm just stoked that this is coming to a whole new audience mm-hmm. of people because as much as uh, like exclusivity runs the i don't know i think it's good for competition it, it makes, i don't think it's good for it i think it's great for competition no. cause it's just making these it's making xbox step up their game with exclusives and then like xbox having game pass sony needs to have, find something they're not there yet you know what i mean but like these these big things stack up on each other and makes each platform better in my opinion like by far it does suck that people are locked out of playing games so um sorry there's a helicopter going above right now i don't know if you can hear it but um this is great that it's coming to pc so more people can play i hope i hope people that strictly play pc or on xbox or whatever it is have the chance to play this game because it is incredible and i don't think it's incredible just because it's a playstation game it's just an incredible game in general mm-hmm. yeah i'm just glad like like you said but i'm just really excited more people can play this uh, i'm excited for sony santa monica to get, receive more funds uh for this game that they put out um yeah yeah i agree it's great just supporting the developer more it's good stuff yeah Next up, we have, and I'm reading this from the docket, LOL. I literally wrote LOL as the title of this. C Project Red came out with a report on Wednesday? A couple days ago, yeah. Wednesday? Saying, dear all, we have an important update regarding next generation updates of Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt for consoles and PC. Based on recommendations supplied by teams supervising the development of both games, we decided to postpone their releases until 2022. Our current target for Cyberpunk 2077 is the first quarter of 2022 and the second quarter of 2022 for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Apologize for the extended wait, or sorry, apologies for the extended wait, but we want to make it right. And I wrote that this is a statement that is has a white background. It's funny, like when you see the yellow background now, it's my Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk delay. Um, and Nibelian tweeted this out, and he photoshopped it to make the background make it yellow. Yellow, <laughs> just as a joke. That's really funny. Um, but I have never played The Witcher Three Wild Hunt, and I think this would be a cool time to jump in with this uh, update for these uh, consoles. So that would be cool. But I was really hoping Cyberpunk's next gen would come out at the end of the year. I had no hope for it, but I I'm gonna plan it. It's gonna happen. See, this actually surprised me that they were, like, actually still working on this. You thought they are going to drop it entirely? I was I was fully prepared for this to never release. So the fact yeah. that we get a confirmation again of it being worked on is 
a surprise for me. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm happy about it. I'm like, oh, cool. They're still working on this. Yeah. Good for them. But Cyberpunk better than Deathloop. Significantly. Yeah. We were talking about this last night. Uh, James was on a call with a couple buddies and we were talking about uh, time loops and like stories and how like Deathloop, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody here, but uh, they were saying how it was kind of a disappointing ending and stuff like that. And we were... Deathloop has so much more character. Yes. Mm. It has better dialogue between the characters. Even though you can choose but your dialogue. here's the thing. Si- yeah. yeah. Si- this dialogue is a, tangent, is a huge a part. Point. Yeah. Dialogue is a huge part of Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. And for it to be less, not as good as Deathloop is like a huge hit for the game because so much of it relies around dialogue. Yeah. The... I like chuckled, I guess, during Deathloop's dialogue, but you play like a very like solemn character in Cyberpunk. Like V is like one note, is very one note, except for which when... I hate. Yes, but there's times where he breaks out of that one note, and then those become like really interesting pieces for me. But most of the time, he falls back into it, especially in the open world stuff. Which I also dislike because I want Cyberpunk to be more of like a. More of like a, this is, your, V is like whoever you make him to be. Or her. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Rather than playing V as a specific character. Right. And that's something that I think a lot of people were disappointed with too. Because mm-hmm. they, they really pitched it like V was your own. And they did. I guess customizables and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the dialogue options are different. But it is three paths. Like, there's three options for that kind of stuff. Plus the other two or three options that are just native to that conversation. So, I don't know. I love Cyberpunk. It's great. De- that was a horrible comparison to do it to Deathloop. Uh, but we... Just, just something we were talking about last night. That hurt sure. me. But I do... I think I enjoy Cyberpunk a lot more. I put, like, triple the amount of time into Cyberpunk than I did with Deathloop. And right now in Deathloop, I feel like I'm grinding some gears. Trying to get this final trophy. But you are trying to get the Platinum. Which I is am. not required of you. Not required of me. It, neither is it for Cyberpunk. I can't wait to go back, though. After 60 hours. And the upgrade, baby. James shrugging it off, but you gotta play the game. Gotta play the game. I played like 10 hours of it. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I didn't like it. Fair enough. Took me like five or so to get into it. It's too buggy. That is neither here nor there. But I'll be playing both of these CD Projekt Red upgrades next year. Cross my fingers. They'll probably get delayed until 2023. So, Mm -hmm. there's that. But... Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy definitive edition trailer and enhancement list has dropped. It's come out. Uh, today we got our first look at the at the new Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy enhanced versions of GTA 3, 4, and Vice City. Uh, specific, wait, it's not 3, 4, and Vice City. It's it's 3, San Andreas, San Andreas and Vice City. I thought that for a second that 4 and Vice City mm. were the same. Or 4 and San Andreas gotcha. were the same thing. Specific enhancements include an updated player experience, enhanced visuals, and a few platform-specific features. Um, do we want to kind of go into... Oh, these are for all of them, not just per game. Yeah. That's just three screenshots. Yep. Um, okay, so we get an updated player experience, making it easier than ever to play these classic games, including GTA Five style controller layout. Okay, so they're changing those. That's kind of nice. Improved gunplay and targeting controls with upgraded drive-by controls in GTA San Andreas. Um, updated weapon and radio station selected reels. Selection wheels. Selection wheels, what did I say? Selection wheels. Selection wheels. 
updated mini-maps with enhanced navigation, allowing players to set waypoints to destinations, ability to restart a failed mission, which I saw a lot of people raving about on Twitter this morning, mm-hmm. uh, plus new Rockstar Games Social Club accomplishments for members. Of course, they have to. Yeah. We get enhanced visuals with improved graphics and fidelity across all three games, including high-resolution textures from characters to weapons to vehicles to roads uh, and much greater detail. A completely rebuilt lighting system with enhanced shadows, reflections, and more, which looks... It looks really good. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Improved water and weather effects, which is awesome too. Uh, enhanced detail in trees and foliage and increased draw distance to provide a new level of depth and definition, which is so big. GTA San Andreas, the draw distance is so small in that game because mm-hmm. it is a big map, especially for like the time it was released. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way they can they can do that is with really short draw distances. Yep. Uh, and then plus platform specific uh, features, including 4K resolution with support up to 60 frames per second for PS5 and Xbox Series X systems. Does that mean PC is uncapped? If I'd assume so. Okay. And then we get NVIDIA DLSS for PC, of course, and touchscreen camera zooming, pans and menu selections, as well as gyro aiming for Nintendo Switch. Yep. That'll be a blast to see. We'll see. That'll be a blast to just see what it's like. Now, Vin, this is interesting. You made sure yeah. that I read this article. You completely perfectly timed yeah. the going back and forth this Wait. article so that I landed on Elden Ring. Hold on, we got a couple things to say about, about GTA, though. What do you have to say? I mean, I just I want to hear your thoughts about what the trailer looks like and stuff. Because <laughs> we've talked about what this game is going to be and the remaster and stuff, but there's a trailer that dropped. What do you think about it? Um, the, okay, so first thing, if you watch this trailer or you have seen this trailer, it's very like, you either came into it going like, are they going to GTA 5 this game? Or are we getting potato characters? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither. It's neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's neither. It's like... HD potato characters. It's potato characters with, with the extra skins polygons. Off. Yes. Oh, the skins off. That's potato good. Potato characters with the skins it's off. Peeled. It's peeled. They're peeled potatoes. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I kind of prefer it. It looks. I I goofy. don't know if I do. It looks kind of goofy. I don't know if I do. Okay, so here's here's what I'm thinking. Knowing that these are peeled potato characters. Yeah, thank you for this yes. analogy. Knowing, like, knowing that may, gives me peace of mind knowing that they are putting less work into this and more work into GTA 6. Let's which I really hope. want. That's, that's hope. the hope. And so, because if they were to GTA 5, this, all of these three games, do I think it would lose the personality of all three of them? I really don't think so. But... I think that would just be so much work for the team yeah. to do. And that is unjustifiable knowing that what I want and what I know a lot of the community wants is really just Rockstar to get their shit together and release GTA 6. Amen. Amen. That's how I feel about this release. Every once in a while, I still think of how cool GTA 6 is going to be. Imagine, I mean, GTA 5 was way ahead of his time. It really was. It released three times. It released three times. And I'm sure it'll get resurrected, like, in two generations. There'll be, like, replay Franklin's story on GTA V. And they'll have a new trailer for each character. Yep. And they'll be like, here we go. On the PS6, your time. And then we'll be making those jokes all over again. Yep. We'll be in our 30s at that point. Being like, this is, we're playing GTA V again. Like, we played this in middle school. Yep. Good times. Okay, James. What sorry. Do, well, what do you think, Ben? 
I think it's okay. I'm so neutral on it because like I don't I don't need the upgraded resolutions, but it looks good. Two questions. Yeah. Have you played these games before and do you plan to play them now? I have played San Andreas and I have played some of Vice City because I played it like at a friend's house, that kind of thing. I've played enough of it to like know what it is, but I never played the full story through. And I never played GTA three before. Um what was the second question? Do you plan to play them now? I hear they're coming to Game Pass day one, so yeah, who knows? That's a good thing to note that I forgot to mention is this these are coming to Game Pass day one. And it comes out November eleventh. November eleventh. Which is soon. That's a couple weeks away. That is a couple weeks away. That's really soon. So I don't know. I think it would be I am going to jump into San Andreas immediately so I can play 30 minutes just so I can get the, oh shit, here we go, go again. again, in 4K. That's mm-hmm. about, that's what I need. That's yep. it. I don't really have a desire to jump into this when there's so many games that I want to finish right now. Here's another thing with games like this is, I've noticed for me, going back and playing retro games, and this is going before these three games, like, yeah. I'm talking, I mainly when I say this, I'm referencing my experience with Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Trilogy, mm. Precursor Legacy. Yeah. Um, and playing older games is just difficult for me. Like, I don't have the same, I just don't have fun playing a lot of older games. Mm. Some of the systems in them are just a little too dated for me to enjoy. Yeah. Just because I've gotten so used to and appreciated sure um modern quality of life mm-hmm. in games and so i'm worried that this might fall into the same category of like having old systems old uh old mission design that i just can't yeah. enjoy to to me the big difference for those like enjoying it and not enjoying it for older games is there's so many older games that were foundational Mm-hmm. for these newer games and those newer games play so well it's hard to play those but then yeah. there's older retro games that have their own their own thing entirely the only thing entirely and those to me are fine to play still mm. um this is a horrible example but last night um i was at a buddy's house and we were playing black ops 2 on his xbox 360 oh that's fun and it was like nostalgic i guess because we were playing yeah. hijacked gun game i was like whoa this is crazy like it's been a long time it's been since 2011 2012 since i played this um but i'm trying to like slide the whole time like and mm-hmm. i'm like there's no sliding in this. Like it's it's very it's it's great for what it is and it was really great too. But it's like this is so yeah. slow mm-hmm. compared to what modern Call of Duty is, I guess. I, that's a bad example, but I that's one of those like foundational things that has just gotten so much better over time. And so going back to that is still fun, but it's it's not the same at all. It's I wouldn't be able to sink all those hours in again. Mhm. All right. Coming up Elden Ring news, baby. We got Elden Ring news this week. We do. Too bad. It's not exactly great news. But it is in other ways. Long story short, Elden Ring, from the official Twitter account, released on, I want to say, Tuesday, maybe Monday, said, Elden Ring will release on February 25th, 2022, as the depth and strategic freedom of the game exceeded initial expectations. Wow, that's a really good way to put that. Yeah. Thank you for your trust and patience. We look forward to seeing you experience the game in the closed network test in November, which then they uh, have a link to sign up for the closed network test. Which um, I have not done yet. I need to do that. I did the first day I saw this. Yeah. I said, all right, I'm going in, baby. Of course. Um, but that's all we have about this uh, is that they're just delaying it by month. Uh a lot of people were talking on Twitter saying like, oh, like people are worried about this because they're like, has From Software ever done this before? Hmm. But they did back in 2014 with Bloodborne. 
Okay. And that is important to keep in mind and think about how Bloodborne came out and how great of a game that was. Did they... Was that supposed to be a PS3 game? And they delayed it to launch on... I think so. That's a strategic delay right there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably got a lot... Sold a lot more copies that way, too. Mm-hmm. It was a launch title. Yeah, it's good. So... um, Did you see the leaked footage for Elden I did. I only saw a couple seconds of it, or like... I mean, it's only like 13 seconds. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Looks cool. And, like, the, the leaked footage isn't really anything. It just it's shows... It's just a cliff he's walking It's just a walking yeah. around on a cliff with a little uh, with a little compass marker yeah. on the top. And that was a big deal, right? It's a somewhat big deal just because From Software games are normally, like, very bare bones in terms of, like, giving you a sense of direction. Yeah. I think it was a strategic move uh, on behalf of From and... No, I don't think George R. R. Martin was involved in that decision whatsoever. But on behalf of From to, like, because it is in... Like a more open, yeah, world. Like Souls games are always kind of open world, but they're not in the sense of like giving you wide open spaces to traverse. Sure. So I think it might be helpful for players to have a little bit of sense of direction. Cool. That's and awesome. I don't know if they'll have like this is just me speculating at this point. I don't even know if they're gonna have markers on said compass. Like I think it might be cool if they mm-hmm. have a compass, but don't put anything on it besides yeah. like directions. I almost prefer that. My oh, new- I I prefer that too. I think that'd be totally from software. Yeah, my new world compass is a mess. I can't see anything in there. So there's just a million markers yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I much prefer the smaller, or not smaller, but less. Any, you know what? Less UI on the screen, the better. I agree. In certain cases, I agree. Um, and do we have a date for the closed network test, or just it's coming in November? Coming November. Cool. When you get that email, I want a full update on how it is. Yep, it's gonna be great. Um, James, can you take this one too? Because I don't know anything about I this. I can absolutely take this one too. Okay. Today we got a story from our very own, not our very own, we Jason Schreier. We wish he was one of our very yeah. own, but he's too he's too big to be one of our very own. Sure. Jason Schreier from Bloomberg.com, Bloomberg News says, Epic Games ends alternate Friday vacation policy, angering staff. And... I tried to reduce it down to a few points, but I just couldn't. There's too much here. That's fair. Epic Games Incorporated is ending a pandemic-inspired policy of granting every other Friday off, sparking an uproar among staff. An internal Slack channel was filled with pleas from employees for the game publisher to reconsider. Several people said that extra vacation days had helped their mental health, allowed them to be better parents, and even improve their productivity while working on updates for Fortnite, which is one of the world's most popular games, as you probably know. Epic said the policy was always meant to be a temporary, to be temporary, sorry, and that the company's goal was to allow employees and contractors to take paid time off on their own schedules. The company also closes for two-week breaks in summer and winter. Saying, quote, right now we are seeing lots of Fridays off for deep work and lots of people who must work Fridays anyways. Hmm. Chief Chief Operating Officer Daniel Vogel wrote in an email to staff reviewed by Bloomberg saying, also, quote, this meant that many people were not benefiting from this policy equally, end quote. But in a survey of 581 employees re- reviewed by Bloomberg, that's a lot of employees, 93% said they had found the alternating Fridays off to be extremely beneficial, and, and 61% said they felt worried, guilty, or stressed when taking separate vacation days. Hmm. Almost 90% of employees said they wanted to keep Fridays off as a standard. Shorter work weeks have become a hot-button issue across many industries as the pandemic leads to a widespread rethinking of how offices function. Already, some companies are being forced to ease their remote work policies in an industry that long considered collaborative in-office meetings sacrosanct. 
That's a word I've never seen before, but we're running with it's it. It's a nice word. I gotta. It's really. Cool. I gotta pick that up. I, yeah. I feel like reading Sacrosan. reading Checkpoint every week. I there's at least one word I absolutely <laughs> butcher, but I'm learning a lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Studies have shown that workers can feel more rested yet be just as productive while working 32 hours per week rather than the standard 40. One Epic staffer wrote in the slot in the Slack channel that they had become apparent during the pandemic and that the guaranteed days off every other week were quote an absolute game changer. Allowing them to allowing them a guilt-free day for doctor's appointments and other activities over the past two years. Another employee wrote, Epic is the best studio I have ever worked for, but I simply don't understand this decision. End quote. Finn, what are your reactions? What are your thoughts? I mean, right off the bat, it's crazy how this news comes less than one week after we just found out that uh it was a Square Enix. Yes. Is going down to a four-day work week. Yep. Every Friday's off. Yep. Um, and everybody was for it. Even the company was for it. They said, we get better work done working these four days and then mm-hmm. letting them rest one day because they can work harder those four days, right? When, they ex- when they're expecting and knowing that they have a three-day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And Epic Games says, eh, opposite direction. We're cutting that every other Friday off. It's a weird decision to me. Yeah, um, it's weird, especially with the positivity. And also, like... This has incredibly positive feedback on on employees. Yeah. This is something, though. Like, this is crazy to me that Bloomberg reached out to 581 employees and got this response. I mean, I don't know how that actually how that went, but how they actually got the information. But 93% is huge, dude. Yeah. That's a huge part of... I don't know how big of a company Epic Games is, like how many employees they have. But if their sample size said 93% said it was positive and all those people said something to Epic, that's impossible to ignore. Like, mm-hmm. that is so impossible to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. I do have, I do know someone that works at Epic and I'm super curious to ask them oh, very about this. Um, so that, yeah. Hmm. It's it's interesting. I think... Can you get them on for a little interview? That'd be dope. That'd be super dope. Uh, she works on Fortnite skins. She's a character. No She's a animator yeah no way super cool mm-hmm. but the the question i have i guess and it just keeps on going back and back is okay we are like not really post covid but like tail end of like the hardcore covid mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. uh, and we've seen so many businesses uh not shut down but close their offices and go completely remote mm-hmm. or some offices um that are remote that plan on going back in person but without a date there's like it's just until further notice, we're going to be working remote. And a lot of people say it's very beneficial to, to mm-hmm. do that. Um, I know I've met a bunch of people, and I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has their own experience with some sort of work in school or whatever it is, um, how they might have benefited or not um, from being at home. There's tons of pros and cons. Like for school and work and stuff, I found myself like getting more done when I needed, when I wanted to get more stuff done, and then that gave me more time randomly, like in different places even mm. though i was getting the same amount of work done just less hours i guess mm. um but some people are different and, and companies have to work differently epic sounds like it's a lot more collaborative and they have to be in person for some things mm-hmm. it just makes sense but i don't know there's bigger companies than this that are com- still completely remote right and i think that's going to be just interesting to see how that shakes out in the next couple of years what is like going to be a huge company that we think needs to be in person that decides no we can do this but better but just at home right that's interesting to me. Then you follow down this rabbit hole. And then 
and 20 years and 50 years, we see tearing down of skyscrapers because we don't need these huge fucking buildings Mm. for these office spaces because they're all at homes now. Next thing you know, cities become much more white. Sorry, I'm getting into a whole city planning thing. Wow. But what happens when you don't need skyscrapers anymore? You can see the mountains. You can see the mountains. (laughs) Smog, like smog starts to go away. Commuting no longer becomes an issue. Then you have more widespread, like cities get wider instead of taller. And then you have like, you have people not needing to commute to work so they can live wherever, wherever the hell they want. Then that also, housing prices, housing down. prices go down. And then also living prices in the city go down because there's, there's like less need to actually live in the city to like be close to your work. Sure. This might be a great solution. It might be a great solution. It might be for mental health though. I've, the work sure. at home takes a toll on a lot of people. Sure. So then you have like, Never mind. I don't have a solution for that. I like the thought process. We mm-hmm. got. You just got to keep thinking that. You way. could do yeah. like public offices that like you schedule a time to meet in. So like yeah, because you don't need to spend a whole work day together. Right. You could be like, oh, here's like our two hour collaborative time where like every Wednesday we go into this like public office or like public space, mm-hmm. and then we do like a two hour collaborative meeting, and then like that's it for the week. Have you seen? Um, there's places. This got really. This got pretty popular like before COVID, mm-hmm. and then kind of dwindled down. But it's you rent. A, it's like a rent a desk type of thing. Mm-hmm. But they um, have one over here in Glendora. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And yeah. you you always go back to your desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that way you can like get out of your house and like do it. And like there's meeting rooms and whatever that is. So that's interesting right. too. This I is, think those could be a really like yeah beneficial. Mm-hmm. That was a huge tangent, but I think it's an important I think tangent. It, I think it all relates down to totally. like just work-life balance and the games industry and right you know how that affects people's lives and it's crazy dude we're i mean i graduate in december you graduate like spring we're about to go head on into the like whatever we're working on what does that look like for us i got no idea i got no clue no clue are we going yeah who knows we'll see but halo co-creator marcus leto i think it's leto looks good to me joins ea and people don't know what I'll give you another one. He starts a new studio. Oh, and where does he start it? In Washington. Seattle. Seattle. This comes from Polygon. Former Bungie creative director Marcus Leto has joined Electronic Arts and is opening a new studio in Seattle. This is pretty cool. He announced this on Tuesday. Leto was one of the key figures behind the Halo franchise and co-created the series during his time at Bungie. Perhaps even more notably, Leto was the first primary artist responsible for Master Chief's iconic design. Whoa. That's wild. Leto was also the art director for all the first three Halo games. Whoa! I hate how they wrote that. For all the first three Halo games. Just the first three. I don't know. After leaving Bungie in 2012... Well, it's its own trilogy. You're right, you're right. After leaving Bungie in 2012, Leto founded V1 Interactive, where he served as president and creative director until the studio closed down last year. F. V1's primary Mm -hmm. project had been a shooter called Disintegration, which never found critical or commercial success. It was not good. Damn. At EA, Leto will work as a game director, overseeing and building the company's new Seattle studio. The studio does not have any announced games or franchises just yet, but Leto did share some hints about the future on Twitter. According to Leto's tweet, the, t- uh, the studio will focus on building first-person games, which certainly makes sense given his previous work in the genre, both at Bungie and V1 Interactive. He is stoked about this. He also he tweeted about uh, this in like a tiny little tweet that he was doing this, and he said that day he got 2,000 LinkedIn connections, like requests Whoa. of people wanting to connect with him about this. Whoa. So I thought that was interesting too. I don't know why, but people are excited. That's that means professionals are excited about this mm-hmm. as well. So we'll see what he Which does. Which is good for him. Yeah, great for him. Good for him. 
Uh, I mean, next up, we got a question of the day. Question of the week. This is a question of the week. Uh, this comes from Cheesy Plays again. If you want to submit a question of the week, jump in our Discord and hit us up. We're gonna be we're Do trying to add these every week. We have a podcast questions channel. That's it. And podcast questions can be literally a question of the week or any question you have about literally anything. We also have a gaming news channel. If you want to hear us talk about something, you can put an article in there and we'll bring it up during the podcast. Yep. Um, and that's all under the checkpoint tab on the Strictly Casual Discord. The link is in the description of the YouTube video and it's on all of our socials if you're listening to this on audio platforms. So this question comes from Cheesy Plays. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, we want to hear your comments too about what you think this, what you think. Cheesy says, what's one, what's one game title that has been put away or stashed that you want to see revived? A title that has not been around for years, not a remaster, but a continuation or a new installment of the said game or franchise. So let, let's put some parameters on this right here. Okay. I'm saying anything that came out the last generation, PS4 and Xbox um, One. That's too new to have a continuation, I guess. No, here's... Well, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Also, PS4 is 2014, which is six years... Seven. Seven years ago? Yeah. That's seven years ago, which is a pretty long time. It is a long time. Especially... Because right off the bat, I want to say infamous, but it's too soon. It's too soon. What? 2015. That's six years ago. That hasn't been shelved. Like, I'm sure something is going on. So, like, that's too soon to do a new installment of that game, you know? You think so? I'm I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to think of a PS3 game right now, or, like, a PS2 game that I haven't seen since that I really loved. Like, there's got to be, um, like, Brick. Did you ever play Brick? Oh, no, Brink. Did you play Brink? Brink? Yes, I did play Brink. I was really into Brink for a while, and I... I feel like that on a next-gen console, like a Brink 2 or something, would be wild. That'd be right up my alley. Brink would be cool. Who made Brink? Uh, it was IO Interactive. The guys who made Doom. No way. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that would be really cool to see. I mean, I'm sure there's so many more. I just gotta, like, think of... What did you play a lot in that era? Besides the popular ones. Like the AAA... I mean, AAA, but, like, uh... I don't know. The expen the crazy budget games. Crazy budget games? Oh my Something God. that wasn't a crazy budget game. You know what? What yeah. was that? There was a launch title for the Xbox 360. Okay. That hold on. I need to bring this up. We're searching. We're we we need to do some deep diving. It's that- the one where you played the girl and she could turn into like the four different monsters. Okay. And that they would all, they all had like different mechanics. One of them was like a rolly, a rolly guy. Sure. One of them was like a, a rolly guy. Yeah. Is it Ben 10? <laughs> I love Ben 10. What are, I'm trying to think of other ones that we might have too. Next time I got to look at the question of the day before I put it in so I can have an answer prepared. Cameo. Oh, that looks kind of game? familiar. You can hold it up to the camera. See if you guys can see that. Oh wait, pull back. Oh yeah, there it is. Cameo, this guy. huh? Cameo. This one was so cool when I—I I mean, I was like ten. Yeah. When I when I, you know. What is an? I'm trying to think of like, dude. The, like, okay. Here's my original answer: is I want, I want another Killzone because Killzone, uh, what was the one that came out? Shadowfall. Killzone Shadowfall was not good. I never played it, but I. But I, Killzone I is a franchise that has so much promise. Like, and Killzone 3 was so good. 
Resistance. That's what I said last week, so I didn't want to say it again. It's a good answer still. Yeah. I think because I wanted to remaster to it. But I think Resistance could come back in another Yeah. In another game. Um I was gonna say Infamous as well. Yeah. <sighs> I think we need I'm locking in Brink. Right. I think that's a wild card. It could be great. I think I think with new movement and I don't know if it shooters, has enough going for it because I think movement like that has become pretty like standardized now yeah and the problem is what that game uh did like mode wise the different modes is now incorporated into every single shooter ever so it's not really special anymore yeah but oh maybe i'll have more answers later a new portal game would be really cool oh yeah half-life are you kidding me yeah i'm I'm thinking too much console side but i mean there's a lot of pc well they came out on console yeah and the orange box or orange box baby yeah and Portal 2 released separately. Yeah. Uh, I would love a Half-Life 3, though. Oh, no, but there's Half-Life Alex. That's not a... Con- that doesn't work. That doesn't work. It came out too soon. Mm-hmm. Damn! This is a great tro- question, Cheese. If anybody has good answers, too, leave us in the comments. I want to hear them. I want to see it. But that brings us in to random fun stuff, baby. James, start us off with random fun stuff. What do we got? Bethesda's he's an all-new horde mode coming to Doom Eternal in next week's 6.6 update. And I accidentally wrote this in twice. All good. Uh, it gets horde mode, battle mode 2.0, two new master levels, and more arriving October 26th. Amazing. Among Us launches on PS4 and PS5 December 14th. For some reason, I thought it was already on there. And to Game Pass on December 14th. Beautiful. Night mode and 4K dashboard come to Xbox Series X in this month's update. I mean, why don't... You should have a 4K dashboard. Like, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp delayed spring 2022. Sony's State of Play will be on October 27th. That's next week, baby. It'll be 20 minutes and focus on announcements and updates from third-party devs. Let's go. Also includes a few reveals from our partners around the world. Uh, There's a couple games I'm looking uh, forward to see at this that I'm really hoping. Why don't you run through them right now? Uh, Specifically, I don't know what it's called. The Little Devil Inside or whatever. Not The Little Devil Inside. Is that the one? That's the one? Yep, that's the one. I'm most excited to see that. I'm really hoping it's Mm -hmm. there. Me too. Because uh, that's supposed to release by the end of the year. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be sweet. Uh, Halo Infinite PC de- details. It's obvious that the devs care lots about this game. That's not how you wrote this, but that's how it put together <laughs> in my head. Okay. Uh, it's obvious that lots of care has gone to the PC version. In the video, the team said it is not just a port from the consoles. It's its own thing. Ranked matches are different for controller, keyboard, and crossplay as they should be. Special AMD Radeon... Oh, is this different? No, this is the same. Okay, special yeah. AMD Radeon RX 6900 XT announced, and it looks so badass. It's a green-ass graphics card with, like, Master Chief-type yellow highlights and stuff. It's really, really cool. It's going to look good for a very specific type of build. It would look awful in my build, but that yeah. doesn't... It's just cool. It's yeah. just sweet. There are local land lobbies to recreate classic local land parties with your friends. Yeah. That's great. And uh, there's all sorts of stuff, too. If you're playing it on PC, I would highly recommend watching the video because mm-hmm. it looks it i mean i don't know when the devs are excited about it, it gets me excited about it mm-hmm. so that's that and that's episode 85 we're 15 away from 100 isn't that crazy i can't wait to hit 100 that's gonna be so awesome um thank you guys for everything that was, yeah, that was thank awesome. you guys uh if you haven't check out our tiktok instagram discord twitter um and then if you're listening on audio platforms please give us a rating that would help a bunch we would appreciate that um and oh, we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube this week. So thank, thank you. you guys. That is massive. Absolutely massive. Please don't use ad blocker on our videos. We don't have AdSense set up yet. Oh. We're getting there. When we get it's there. It's one step at a time. One step at a time. 
James, anything else before we close this baby out? No. Thank you, guys. Peace out. And let me know if James kind of looks like Bill Skarsgård. Please let him know. <laughs> and tell him that I don't.